Pastor and Elijah made the church, non-denominational and made of birch. They hired Liv, a new secretary, after the old and stole money unfairly. Carol Ann volunteers, my surrounds the choir, Jonathan doesn't work, yet he's still hired. There's no judgment at the non-denominational, some say things around here get inspirational. Come in. Hi, Dr. Cantan, I'm here for another appointment. Come in, Liv. Take a seat. How's it been since our last session? Well, I don't want to sound like a broken record because I feel like I keep complaining about the same things. Well, we are here to talk about your issues. But they're kind of like the same issues. Have you tried some of the techniques we talked about? I mean, yeah, but it's like trying to stop drinking booze when you're a bartender. Well, walk me through this week. What same issues are popping up? Well, you remember what happened with Sharon. Well... Walk me through it just in case I have a terrible attention span, or I've been hearing these stories over the course of a long time and can't remember all the details. Okay, so I was hired to replace the old secretary at Scone, the Society of the Children of the Natural Earth, and Sharon was fired, or as she said, left, after stealing like $53,000 and some office supplies. So then Sharon comes back with some of the money she stole, and then she wants to work off some of the money she's already spent. So she's been volunteering with the church lately. Oh, of course. How could I forget? Well, Sharon has been bumping heads with everyone except for Pastor and Elijah, who I'm also a bit upset with. But first, this Sharon story. So Sharon walks into the rectory. So then Silver was like, baby, you don't deserve steak and shake. You deserve real steak. And then Silver took me to a real steakhouse. Like one of those fancy places where it's like 50 bucks for a steak? No, just Outback. But like still so romantic. I guess so. Uh, Liv, I I think I'm in love with Silver. Ever since he left jail, Silver's changed, Liv. No more drugs for Silver. He's working so hard to just change and... Good morning, Liv. Jonathan. Unlike some people around here who I don't think are working hard to change at all. Excuse me? I'm always changing. Uh, Changing from a small-town pillager and thief to a major con artist? Well, at least one of us is an artist. I saw your art portfolio for school, and let's just say the local art museum closed because they couldn't believe that anyone was that talentless in art. It's not my fault. I was forced to paint when I wanted to sculpt. You just wanted your hands on some clay, you filthy boy. I may be sexually filthy, but you're filthy for crime, girlfriend. All right, all right, all right, guys, break it up. I'm going to go heat up my lean cuisine. It's 9.30 in the morning, Liv. Yeah, that tells you how badly I don't want to be in this conversation. But we're expecting the plumber to come and fix the leaky bathroom pipe soon. So if he knocks and nobody answers, he's going to leave and come back another day. So if you hear knocking... You got it, Liv. I don't need a repeat of those basic instructions. I'll make sure that Sharon doesn't steal the package, Liv. What's on the agenda today, Jonathan? I don't have too much work to do. Is that because you already finished all your work, or because you have no plans to do any work? For your information, Sharon, I'm an excellent employee. The same way that the common cold is an excellent way to stay healthy. I don't like your implications. Oh, honey, you must be dumber than you look because I didn't imply anything. I directly stated it. Well, I couldn't tell because just like the upstairs pipes, you're always squeaking and I just drown you out. Well, just like the upstairs pipes, you're loud and restless and way too thin to work properly. Oh, I'm sorry that you're jealous of my diet, sweetheart. But listen, sweaty, just like those upstairs pipes, you're full of s***. 
Well, just like those upstairs pipes, your hole is a gaping wide mess. Ah, well, that's because my hole is getting some. What about you, Sharon, getting any conjugal time? Boy, your material is as dated as your blonde highlights. I know you're dating a drug dealer, but I didn't know you were that cracked out to get your hair done like that. Let's not even talk about hair. What is going on with your outfit, Sharon? Cheetah print? Are you trying to plan your next attack on the church's finances? Or are you auditioning to be a stripper named Clarity? Well, let us be Clarity about one thing. I think you're a massive waste of space. I think you're vapid because being petty and mean is not a personality. Oh, this is rich, Sharon. Absolutely rich. Just like you were when you stole 53K from the church. How did you know all that was going on? I heard it down the hallway. Sharon, I cannot believe you. You're so ridiculous. You are just absolutely the worst. All I'm trying to do is live my gay, beautiful life in this church. And all you do is just ruin it. So what happened next? Well, it's predictable, of course. Back in my heyday, I pull more men than doors, girlfriend. The only thing you could pull right now, Sharon, is a hernia. I might pull a hernia, but then I pull the doctor into a steamy embrace in the hospital. Jesus! And then you'd be sued for, like, sexual harassment. More like sexual, ooh, where that ass at? Um, Sharon, I know where that ass is at, and it's not on you, sister. Comes from the man who looks like he has two pancakes barely holding on down there. Oh, is that so skank? I've seen more cake on the craft services table at Oprah's Weight Watchers class. Oh, I guess no one's here for me to see the leaky pipes, huh? Mm, careless whisper. Ah, so Sharon and Jonathan were arguing so intensely that they didn't hear the plumber. Exactly! And we still can't use the upstairs bathroom! Liv, how's your relationship with Sharon? I mean, there's not really a relationship. I don't really like her, and she's not really that easy to trust. I can't help but feel like something is there. Well, if Sharon is working to be a better person, shouldn't you allow her that chance to be a better person? I'd rather stay out of it. Well, from what I've noticed, Liv, you say you want to stay out of it, but then you really get in there. What do you mean? Well, remember that time last week about the Scondi's lunch issue? Of course. How could I forget? Well, let's re-examine that, but with the understanding that you put yourself into that situation rather than staying out of it. All right, I'm game. Let's see. So, I was just at my desk handling another phone call about baked goods. Nope, this isn't a bakery. I'm sorry we're listed as such online, but that's not right. Yeah, you can't just believe anything you see on the internet. Well, have a good day. Uh, I dream of the day that we no longer receive calls about baked goods or scones or cakes, unless they're my cakes. Unfortunately, with the acronym of SCONE, I don't know if we're ever going to escape that. Live, Jonathan, where is Pastor and Elijah? We're having a SCONE's emergency. Oh, Agnes, oh no, what's the issue? Do, do we need to call 911? No, I don't. I think the cops can handle it. Oh, jeez. Did someone get injured having sex in the handy-capable, genderless, extra-large family bathroom with a handrail? No. Apparently, at the last Scondies meeting, we decided to go to Bob Evans. But the email that Denise sent out says Cracker Barrel. And now everyone is conflicted on where to go. Clearly, we can't go to both Bob Evans and Cracker Barrel. I'm sorry. What's the issue again? Liv, I just told you the issue. 
Well, why don't the Scondies take a vote? We did! Barbara, Catherine, James, Gladys, and I want to go to Bob Evans. Garfield, James, Denise, of course. Dorothea and Suzanne want to go to Cracker Barrel. I actually don't care where we go, but I love the drama that comes with a tie. Suzanne! But Suzanne, imagine the biscuits at Crackle Barrel! True, either way, the situation is a barrel of laughs for me. Well, why don't you go to Bob Evans this week and Cracker Barrel next week? Oh, Liv, I'm craving the Bob Evans scrambled eggs and grits. Who craves eggs and grits? Godfield and Denise want to go to Cracker Barrel, which means we can't go to Cracker Barrel! I don't need to watch Garfield and Denise share their biscuits while I have to eat dry biscuits! Gladys, please, this is so tiring. Why can't you just move on? There's plenty of single men in this church. Denise, I'd rather date my left hand than any of these church single men! Women, always thinking about sex. I was in the war, why don't you think about that? Hmm, Liv, it's getting tense like the fall of Rome. Please, is anyone here? I... Well, Elijah's here. Let me go get him. See, Dr. Canton, I went and got Elijah. That's me staying out of it. Well, let's uh, continue the story, Liv. So what seems to be the problem? It's liturgical minister Elijah. Mm, Elijah, some of us want to go to Bob Evans, and some of us want to go to Cracker Barrel. Crackheads do. We're at a crossroad. Oh, dear. This sounds like a debate. I, I don't like debates. Elijah, I need you to buck up and handle this. Just pick a side, and we'll respect that decision. Yeah. yeah! Yes, I was in the war! Okay, but if I pick, you can't be mad at me. Don't worry, dear. We won't be mad at you. Okay, well, why don't you go to Bob Evans today, and then next week... I am mad about this decision! Oh, this is ridiculous! How dare he? Oh, he's the worst. He is not an old I just wanted food. I don't know what I want. I just like that Cracker Barrel has that nice fireplace because you know I forgot my cardigan today. Agnes, I, I, I told you I didn't want to make a choice. And now look at what happened. Hmm, well, maybe if you had made the right choice, there wouldn't be a fight happening. I picked Bob Evans, which is the restaurant you wanted. Well, I'm just saying that everyone's yelling. James, I really wanted the Bob Bevins pumpkin bread. Catherine, that is a seasonal bread. They do not have it right now. Please don't yell at me, James. Yes, I agree. This is the worst. Everyone, listen up! See, Liv, you inserted yourself into what was happening. Yeah, but Elijah wasn't going to do anything. He was on the verge of crying and singing. And if I didn't step in, then it was going to be bedlam. I'm not saying you were out of line, but you do seem to be in a paradox. I don't want to intervene, but if I don't intervene, who's going to? Well, what would happen if you didn't intervene? Oh, I know what would happen. If we can't go Please, to Cracker Barrel, I'm going to be very upset right now. Uh, 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 this is ridiculous. I'm the president of this operation, and I will not succumb to any of the other trash around here. Can I just go home, Agnes? Yes, I'm very hungry. Can we please just go somewhere? Anywhere? Please. 
I was hungry all the time in the war, and you don't hear me yelling about it! Gladys, I think you should leave. Clearly you can't handle Garfield and I as a couple. A couple? A couple two-time-in-bed wedding diabetic osteoporosis having heart-clenching idiots! Don't you talk to my hussy like that, you hussy! I have a question. Who was going to drive us? Oh, everyone should stop fighting. Or should they? Susan! So you're the voice of reason? I am! I'm not saying everyone is unreasonable, but lately everyone is focused on their boyfriends and multi-faith singing competitions. They're already pretty clueless, but lately it's been unbearable. So, back to what really happened. How did your involvement help the Scoundies lunch? Well, I yelled at everyone to listen, and they did. We have three choices. Cancel the lunch, have two separate lunches, or we pick a whole new restaurant altogether. I don't like the idea of canceling lunch. Oh, I don't like I just want pancakes. I deserve breakfast. I was in the war. My daughter thought I was dead. So, okay, we're going to vote for those three options. Who wants a whole new restaurant? I suppose I could give up both options for something new. As the president, I ought to embrace and encourage change. As the secretary, I say let's pick a whole new place to... <laughs> well, I don't think people look to the secretary to form opinions, Barbara. But pigs might fly one day, so keep your head up high. I say pick something new, and I hope the new restaurant is somewhere terrible like Denny's and everyone has really bad diarrhea. Garfield and I are always down for something new. <laughs> yeah, we are. Hussy. Then I say don't keep it new if these two are going to continue their escapades. I do not like change. I say pick Bob Evans or Cracker Barrel. I agree with James. Mainly because if I disagree, he'll just be upset and blame me for his involvement in the war. I went to war for you, Catherine! I didn't meet you till you were out of the war for ten years! I really wanted Bob Evans! Mm, Dorothea, you were voting for Cracker Barrel. Well, it's too late, and once again, it's a tie. Elijah and I are going to have to make an executive decision. Ooh, live, I don't make executive decisions. Elijah, you and Pastor Jamie are in charge of this church. Yeah, but Pastor and I like to say that we help motivate choices. Well, why don't you motivate this choice? I don't know what to do. Wait a minute, don't we have some Olive Garden gift cards somewhere? From when we did that raffle fundraiser and nobody wanted to bid on the Olive Garden basket? Yes, 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 yes. Well, if the Scondies will go to Olive Garden, we could gift them a couple of gift cards. Hmm, free lunch? I don't think any of us could say no to that. And those breadsticks are delicious. They were not that good when I fought in Italy. All right, enjoy your pasta on us. I hope the waitress is slow with the salad and breadstick refills because I'd love the drama of that. Susan! I better not see Garfield and Denise porking the sausage in the clam pasta shells, if you get my drift. Damn it, Elijah, you need to learn how to handle these situations. But why? I have you, I have Pastor, I mean, even Jonathan can handle these kind of issues. But I'm 
just the secretary. Don't limit yourself to just being the secretary, Liv. You're more than that. That's not what I meant. I'm sure you didn't. Well, I ought to go practice for the regional district multi-faith singing competition. When is the regional district multi-faith singing competition happening? I think it's in like three weeks. I mean, trust me, it feels like Elijah's been talking about it forever. Are there any relationships at work where you try and stay out of it? Perhaps with that woman who is potentially lying about being a member of a one-hit wonder band? Oh, you mean Marcy. Of course I try and stay out of it with Marcy, but she makes it so difficult. Tell me more about that relationship. Well, just this week alone, Marcy came in to volunteer. Nobody asked Marcy to volunteer, but she does it anyway. So I was at my desk. Good morning, Olivia. What a beautiful day. Please, Marcy, just call me Liv. I see it's just you. Where's the front desk staff? Well, although it seems like Jonathan is a full-time employee, he's technically part-time, and Sharon took the day off, and Carol Ann is representing the church at the Scrapyards for Backyards luncheon. Goodness, no wonder work doesn't get done around here. I get plenty of work done. But not enough. I dare say we pay you too much. You know, nobody asked you to come volunteer. Well, I came to help lighten the load anyway. I can, Olivia. Well, why don't you go clean the conference room and the meeting room and the collaboration space? I'm afraid I cannot do that. And why is that? I just overextended my wrist while I was practicing the oboe. I didn't know you played the oboe. It's oboe. I'm learning the oboe for my next album. Well, okay, why don't you go run these Moroccan praying mats over to the church for the Alternative Spirituality Sessions program? Physical labor? Do I look like Carol Ann? Besides, why can't the AS programs come handle this themselves? Well, what can you do? Perhaps there is work to be sang? Or some instruments that must be played for the poor? Unfortunately, we're fresh out of volunteering jobs that involve playing instruments for the poor. Let me know when you finish playing the oboe, and I'll make that a job for you. (gasps) I could answer the phones! I have a great voice! As you yourself can attest. I cannot attest to that, actually, but I'll let you be in charge of the phone. Oh, this reminds me of the time I volunteered with Chris Martin from Coldplay. Why is that? It was just a very intimate experience. And how exactly is this an intimate experience for you? Well, I'm sorry that you don't feel the same way, Olivia. Besides answering phones, is there anything else you can do around here? Well, I am just a volunteer. How much work do you expect out of me? I'm not a wrench in servitude. Well, you're definitely not in servitude, because you're not working. The wench part, that feels accurate. Well, this is the last time I try and help out around here. Are you gonna grab that? What in the name of a G-chord do you mean? You're answering phones! Hello? 
Ah, oh, yes. I totally forgot. I was working on some potential lyrics in my head. Are those lyrics something to the effect of, how about I ignore this phone that's ringing? Hello, this is Marcy. Mm, yes, this is Scone. How may I direct your call? Ah, you want baked goods? Well, unfortunately, sir, the only thing baking over here is my musical talent, and it's piping hot. Why, of course you can serve my talent for dessert. I do happen to know some of the sweetest songs by heart, such as Pour Your Sugar On Me and California Girls. Well, you could be less crass, sir. I am merely trying to give you ideas. No! You calm your ego down! Do not treat me this way, sir. I am not another woman in the music industry you can just toss around. Pound sign, me too. So you can't answer phones, then? Well, are there emails to emails? Posters to make? I suppose you could send out a parish email about the new water fountain. Why on earth would we need an all-parish email about the new water fountain? I don't know. It was Pastor Jamie and Elijah's idea, not mine. Well, I'll write it. Let me put on my reading glasses. Dear Parish, there is a new water fountain. Where in the heavens is the tea? Oh, there it is. Ten. Liv, where is the new fountain located? It's in the church hall. Ah, yes, of course. And uh, are there any special features to this water fountain that I should know? It's perfect for sipping water. Mm, of course. It, apostrophe S, perfect for Sipping water. The new water fountain reminds me. Oh, back base. Oopsie. Reminds me of the time Marcy Playground wrote a song about water. It did not make the album. We found the metaphors to be quite, what's the word? Oh, idiotic. Do you always talk out loud when typing, Marcy? Of course. I'm a child of vocals. If that's a comment about how your voice is similar to the range of a child, you're right. Please enjoy the water found pen. Blessed be God or Buddha. Does Buddha have one D or two Ds? It's in it? two Ds. Buddha, a tree in the sky, or any other higher power. A man, a woman, a person of gender. Your volunteer, Marcy. Okay, that was great. Formerly of Marcy's Playground. Currently, of Playground Marcy. P.S. Check out my single bundle and pizza on SoundCloud.
Well, look at the time. It's my lunch break. Olivia, it's three o'clock. Yep, I'll be back in two hours. A two-hour lunch break? Well, no wonder nothing gets done around here. Don't worry. I'll start tackling the staff newsletters. Let me know when you tell Jonathan that you handled the newsletter. That's the only job he likes around here because he gets to write gossipy articles. I think you handled that wisely. But I still think you care a lot about where you work and the people you work with. I Maybe. I mean, definitely, definitely not with Marcy. But with the others, I guess. Maybe. Let's examine why you end up caring about the work you claim not to care about. I mean, I don't think there's much to it. You don't think that maybe you're actually developing deep friendships? I remember when we first met Liv, you talked pretty harshly about using this job as a stepping stone. But the way you talk about everything, it's almost like you relish your work. I... Maybe... Maybe you're right. Maybe I do care a little bit about Scone and everyone who works there. I mean, we're interviewing for a new part-time bookkeeper, and I have been passionate about making sure we get the right person. You know, Liv, Carolyn, it's not often we use this conference room. Oh, I clean this conference room all the time, especially after the Scone Glitter Club has their meetings here. All right, girls, let's focus. We have another interview in five minutes for the new part-time bookkeeper position. Let's go over the candidate we just interviewed, Susan Ricci. Well, she was lovely with that brooch. I love that brooch. Uh, Reminds me of one of the old brooches I used to wear before I sold it to Agnes. Okay, well, what did you think of Susan as a person? Honestly, I was pretty checked out during the interview. What? Why? Well, Desmond, you know, my boyfriend. Trust us, Pastor Jamie, we know you're dating Desmond. Well, Desmond sent me an article called 69 Things to Try with Your Bay Thing, and I was skimming the article while we talked to Susan. Hmm. I see. So you don't have an opinion on Susan. Nope, I gotta admit, I was not impressed. Well, I thought Susan was okay, and if Pastor didn't take notice of absolutely anything, and the best thing Carol Ann can say about Susan is her brooch, then I suppose we can say that Susan is not a good fit. Oh, although we should contact Susan about her brooch. How am I going to do that, Carol Ann? Hello, sorry you didn't get the job, Susan, but our volunteer wants to know where you got your brooch. Oh, I can see that conversation being awkward. Oh, Desmond just texted me wanting to know what movie we should go see tonight. <laughs> Ooh, tell him that you'd rather make your own movie tonight. <laughs> Carol Ann, that is extremely inappropriate. Oh, but it's how Patrick got his directorial debut. He said he was very convinced and pleased with my performance. Girls, I need your focus on this next interview, please. Oh, relax. If the candidate is good, they should be able to distract me from my boyfriend. You're more into Desmond than a nerd is into high-speed internet. Ladies, your next candidate for the bookkeeper position is here. Her name is Charlene Davidana. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm really excited to interview her. Can you bring her in? Absolutely, but... I just have one quick question. Why wasn't I chosen to be part of this panel for the interviews? Well, unfortunately, we needed more professional people on this panel. Oh, Desmond just told me that we should go on a one-night sexy excursion somewhere? Oh, tell him that you can't wait to have him go on his own excursion like a pig in the truffle patch. Oh, absolutely. The professionalism just exudes from this panel. All right, Charlene Devadonna. 
is one of our top picks. If you remember, Charlene has previous experience in accounting, business, administration, and management. She recently became a foster parent for uh, plants and decided to look for a more casual part-time job as she fosters her plants. Oh, well, I like her already. A foster parent takes a lot of dedication. So, um, yeah, uh, Charlene's worked on Wall Street for small businesses, nonprofits, and for religious organizations. Great. She might be the perfect fit. Hello, I'm Charlene Devadana. I'm here for the interview. Hi, I'm Liv Parker, the secretary. Oh, I'm Carolyn O'Connell, the full-time volunteer and the only volunteer on staff without a criminal record. I'm Pastor Jamie, and let me just say that my boyfriend is the sweetest. Thank you for letting me come in uh, and interview for this position. I'm hoping this is a great fit. Oh, like me at Lane Bryant. Well, I guess we should first start off with some honesty, Charlene. Um, This church is in a dire position when it comes to our finances. Last year, we were broke. Our old secretary, who is now our new part-time volunteer, stole about, oh, 53K in office supplies. I'm sorry, the woman who stole $53,000 from this church is now back working at this church? Well, no names, but she repented, and we had a whole forgiveness and repenting and rant circle, so it's all right now. Sharon's been great since. That said, we're on financial thin ice, so to speak. Yeah, we're like one of those popsicles in the fridge that's only like partially frozen and it's on the verge of collapse. You said that very casually, Pastor, as if we're not in danger of financial collapse. Okay, well my first question is, will you steal from us, Charlene? Of course not, I would never. Oh dear, that's what Sharon said, we all know what happened. You guys, my boyfriend, whose name is Desmond by the way, Charlene, just texted me and called me a cutie pie. I'm speechless. You're speechless from, like, a generic pet name? I've never been called a cutie pie. I've been called a lot of things. A goddess of sexual energy, a strong, independent, and clever woman. A woman who would make Renaissance painters repaint their painting ladies to look like me. But I've never been called a cutie pie. Oh, Patrick calls me cutie pie all the time. It never gets old. I'm sorry. Let's get back on track. Well, I called your references, Charlene, and they were glowing. And your personal website speaks for itself. I checked out your website, www.nondenominationalpodcast.weebly.com, and it too was quite impressive. Oh, thank you. I designed it. I was told I had free reign, but I was not allowed to use the Comic Sans font, which is a shame. It's a great font, but... Charlene, what would your schedule be like? I'm quite flexible. I'd love to maybe uh, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday situation, perhaps. Besides fostering my plants, I don't have too much going on. Oh, tell me more about being a foster parent. It's tough work, but it's so rewarding. I wake up quite early to water and feed them, position them within the sunlight. I read to them, educate them on current events. It's difficult, but oh my goodness, it is worth it. And, um... What kind of plants are they? I'm currently fostering a hibiscus, a sunflower, a small herb patch, and a few tulips. That's lovely, Charlene. Lovely. Oh my gosh, Desmond sent me a naughty photo. Do you mind if I snap something during this interview? I'd rather you go down the hall to the bathroom. All right, well, it was great meeting you, Charlene. You've been a true standout for me. Do you have any questions, Charlene? Besides the pastor's obsession with her boyfriend? Even though you're experiencing some obstacles and troubles, I think you're in a good place. You think so? Sure. Pastor is a bit of a daft teenage girl right now, and 
Elijah's too nervous on this competition and regularly doesn't enjoy conflict anyway. Carol Ann and Jonathan turn to you for leadership, as do most of the church. You're kind of this voice of reason, and I think you like it. A lot of responsibility has gotten hoisted on your shoulders, and while you didn't want to wear that responsibility, it looks good on you. Maybe that's it. I mean, before this job, I didn't want jack shit to do with anyone or anything, but these characters I work with, to say the least, have maybe grown on me. I don't think I'll be at this job forever, but I mean, it's currently a good fit for me, I guess. Not every day will be perfect, but nobody has a perfect life, even if the four smiles on social media apps makes it feel that way. Well, I think I made quite a good breakthrough today, but I still want a refill of my medication. Just because I'm feeling good doesn't mean I don't want my drugs. Non-Denominational Season 2 was executively written and produced by Matt Rebar and Blaze Pratt. Leave a five-star rating and a comment rating if possible. Non-Denominational Sitcom Podcast was co-created by Matthew Rebar, Blaze Pratt, Karen Adams, and Kelsey Shago. Music and sound effects collected from freesound.org, audionautics.com, and some originals by Matthew Rebar. Thank you to our regular cast of voices this season, which included Karen Jones, Annalise Rebar, Paul Laux, Jessica Lockhart, Emily Terry, Reggie Pratt, Joanna Molson, Julia Adams, Amy Adams, Kyle Pratt, Andy McGee, Jordan Yule, Michelle Morgan, Maria Cross, Dennis Baker, River Anwundinjo, John Toth, Scott Terranova, and others who contributed. Check out the website for more information at www.nondenominationalpodcasts.weebly.com or check us out on Instagram at nondenominationalscone. Until next time.